like I feel like it's almost like a beginning of a Disney short or something. <laughs> well, now that Zorro <laughs> kind of music. Now that I've discovered this person to get music, they do a lot of fun stuff. And so. this person is Greg Hoffman. Greg Hoffman, who's not Latino. That's what I that, discovered that. last time. Not Latino. Yes. So, awesome. Awesome. Oh, yes. And this song is Return to Mount Understatement. Mount Understatement, which yep. I think is a famous uh, Disney short, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I'll... I'm totally making this up. Okay. I'm totally making this up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> let me introduce I am myself. Let me introduce myself today. I am Didge, your host, guide, and sometimes provocateur. That's that's kind of my intro thing that I do. Uh, welcome to the ninth episode of So There's That, the podcast. And I'm not going to do a dramatic pause. I might do the third person. Didge might do the third person. And let me introduce my co-host and sidekick. Hello, I'm Dante. And I have the honor of introducing our very first guest who has, well, Forrest Rain, who is a brony musician. At least and... you didn't say Rainforest like I would have. If I had done the introduction, <laughs> I would have been, hello, Rainforest. So. Uh, she's per- and then she would have left. It would have been a very short podcast. No, I'm so. trying to stay quiet until I'm actually introduced. Oh, that's not going to yeah. happen. That's, we're just, you see, we actually torture people doing I torture him where I talk to him before I introduce him. And he needs, as you can see now, he just talks before everybody becomes really uncomfortable and it's oh we embrace the awkward we (laughs) totally embrace the awkward here so yeah so uh she's performed at a number of conventions including bronycon which had over nine thousand people over nine thousand that's like right it's like dragon ball z yes it's exactly like in fact we're staring okay we were not staring but now we all are staring at a row of dragon ball z manga yeah very exciting here 16 seasons worth yeah. 16... Or 16 books, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's manga. Well, no, that's the Dragon Ball. Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z, Z is then the 20, 1 through uh, 26. So there's 42 total. I know this from reading Naruto, because they talk about at the certain point at which they passed Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. So. And, but yeah, no, she's not only a musician. She's also um, one of the hosts of her very own podcast, uh, a brony music podcast, Elements of Harmony. So... Wait, hello. I am? Huh? I am? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so you're one of the elements, hosts, right? Elements of Harmony. Yeah, no, it, it, I'm one of uh, about five or six main hosts. So. And then guest hosts all the time. Yeah, yeah. And we have uh, we have different people that rotate through as guest hosts. But yeah, we, we do a show every week on Tuesdays at starting at 9.30 Eastern on Canterlot Hill. Well, welcome. welcome. Product placement. This is, <laughs> well, we will do more product placement at the end, believe me, as we, as we outro. Uh, but thanks for coming. This is fantastic. Uh, you are our first guest, and you are the first of our dream list. I get to take your guest, Cherry. It's so great. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what we usually do is we, I usually ask Dante how his week was, but I guess I should ask you how your week was, but it, because you just moved. I just moved. From the magical land of Kanata. Kanata, yeah. And uh, and so, how was that? It was uh, stressful. Um, there was some crying. Uh, there was a lot of boxes. <laughs> I, um, I actually rented a trailer from U-Haul in, uh, in Canada, again, with a product placement. I'm getting, every time I say U-Haul, I get like two cents. There you go. Yeah, it's So great. if I say U-Haul, do I get two cents or do you get you two You have to sign cents? up for the program at uhaul.com slash affiliates. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. 
But um, no, so I. Uh, so I, how long before your U-Haul song comes out? Well, <laughs> I'm I'm still in negotiations with that one because they don't want to give me royalties. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I rented a trailer from U-Haul and it's packed completely full, and um, it was about a. It was actually about a nine-hour drive on the way down. It's normally like seven and a half, eight hours, but like with a trailer in tow. Oh, I was gonna say it's downhill, so all be that faster. stuff. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, as long as you don't have brakes anymore. But, um, How does going through customs work when you move? Because like I've gone through customs a couple times, and I was younger, and they went through my ashtray. Uh, I guess hoping to find some illicit substance that was not actually in the car. Um, so how does, how did they, they actually went through everything, it's, every single thing they actually, cause I bought a hockey puck when I was up in Canada. What else do you buy when you're up in Canada? You buy a hockey puck to right. like give friends. Uh, <laughs> this was a long time ago. This was a long time ago. And, uh, and yeah, they went through every single thing. They pulled me over to the side and they went through my trunk and they went yep. through everything and actually found stuff. So I kind of got in trouble, but. Well, let me tell you, it's easier to cross the border as an immigrant for like with a fiance visa than it is to cross the border as a musician because when i first started doing the convention thing i um wasn't aware that i needed to have a visa to perform in the states because you need to have a visa to perform in the states even if you're not getting paid because you're stealing american jobs is that why you didn't perform in 2013 that's right oh my goodness um it's why i didn't perform at cloudsdale congress yeah Specifically, Um, but (laughs) you learn. Yeah, so that was my learning opportunity. So I wound up spending four hours at the border as they ripped everything out of my car, and um, I presume they they think that you know, as a musician, you probably have drugs. So that's probably why they rip apart your car. But um, yeah, like I said, I I wasn't aware that I needed. a visa for that. So the next couple of times that I performed, I did go through the visa process and that's expensive too. It winds up being like 600 bucks really? to be able to perform in the States. Yeah. Jeez. But now that I live here. Yeah. Now it's going to be a lot easier. A lot easier. Yeah. Which means you can't go to Canada. But yeah, no, I had a good experience at the border. Like, um, I got there, uh, gave my stuff to the dude at the gate and he's like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to just have immigration, take a look, bring your packet inside. Cause they give you a sealed packet that you're not allowed to open until you get to the border. You have to wow. give it to them. It's like so a spy. It's, it's it like is like secret orders here. Exactly. Just... Yeah. It's 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 like being a spy. So I um I went into the spy headquarters and I gave them my secret package and uh I only waited maybe twenty minutes and the guy had processed it, took my fingerprints, and was like, Okay, you're good to go. I'm just gonna go take a look inside your trailer and make sure nobody's living in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, he just I opened the back door of the trailer, he took one look in, he moved a couple things, he's like, Yeah, okay, whatever, you're good. And he's like be on your way. See ya. Cool. So yeah, where, so, um, so, uh, you guys move into a house or an apartment or? Uh, no, I moved into Rebecca's apartment and, uh, she has one roommate, so it's very cozy at the moment. Very cozy. Um, at least it's up in November. Maybe we'll find our own place at that point or who knows what, but. Yeah. I had a roommate, I guess, until, I guess I moved in with your mom, but which it, counts as a roommate. Yeah. I know. I know. But then, uh, and then we broke up. After I moved down here, because I, I live in Philadelphia, right. and I moved down here because uh, I was dating your mom uh, before she was your mom, and uh, and then I after literally the day I moved down here, she broke up with me. Wow. Yeah, I just signed a lease for one year, oh my goodness. and she broke up with me. Yeah. 
but I, I was gonna say it has a happy ending, but it 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 it, it depends again. A happy ending depends upon when you end the story. Yeah. So we got married. So if you end the story there, it's a happy ending. We got married, <laughs> and now she's not my roommate. <laughs> yeah. But so she's, I, but she's your neighbor. She well, kind of. Yeah, she's within shouting distance, as we All like right. to say. Nice. Yeah. Convenient. I mean, it's convenient when I want to open the door and shout at her. Yeah. Hey, you. If I want to. If I want to be like a redneck. I'm sticking my head out the window. Okay, now, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> what was that? Uh, if you've ever seen Family Guy when they were doing that parody on Italy, I don't remember exactly what the situation was, but it was everybody shouting out the window to each other, and then the last guy sticks his head out the window and goes, "Hey, I'm sticking my head out the window." <laughs> Yeah, no, I learned that. This is just where my mind goes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I, I just I've lived in neighborhoods where too, that so you're gonna, actually all happen. you're gonna hear is. <laughs> as I'm oh, talking. believe me, I did that one episode. <laughs> I just banged on the table nonstop. Um. So well, because yeah, I just did it again, and I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Uh. So well, that was that was your week. How was uh, Dante? How was yours? Uh, it was good. I spent a lot of the week trying to figure out how to make sure that Forrest did come on to the podcast and i, I kept trying to run away i just yeah i didn't want to ruin change it. my address twice <laughs> hey but he's a good stalker you so, ended me know. on facebook just to be clear this is true this is true i thought facebook <laughs> but be... i just for the record you didn't friend me just saying not you know you're harder to find you keep popping up on my like hey would you want to be friends with this person well then why didn't you add me as a friend well because why it, are you so unfriendly because if you'd listened to last week's podcast you would have heard that I was concerned that, like, creepy old guy is like, hey, be my friend. So that was, uh, yes, I have a, a complex. So, anyway. <laughs> and, and a complexion and a complex. And your week? Uh, my week, well, actually, so this weekend, I kind of completely took the weekend off and we watched a boatload of movies. All right. So we yep. watched Magic with Anthony Hopkins. All right. Ventrilo. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Might have seen it a long time ago. F for Fake, Orson Welles, his last movie. I have not seen many Orson Welles. Bat but Forgers. So I guess I guess maybe the next one isn't a good move. Unless We're going to go with Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Yeah. yeah so Citizen they, Kane's great. They had never seen Citizen Kane. Nope. You know before. what's sad? I was in college and the they movie? did a movie night. They did a movie night and they showed Citizen Kane. And like, you know, like 14 people showed up by the end of the movie. There was like three of us left. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not by the end. It's not a happy movie. But what's weird is watching this now. I was a film study um, student. Uh, is is we take for granted so many of the devices and so many of the storytelling techniques and camera shots that they used in yeah. the movie. And that so was it's all... now every day. And for there, it was the first time anyone it was innovative. Had, like, put it all together. It was the yeah. first time they cut a hole in the floor so you could get an ultra low angle. Yeah, yeah. and oh my god, the deep focus shots. I can yeah, I can go on and on about that. So yes, yeah, so we watched that. And then uh, we started to watch True Detective. So we've watched six, five, 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 uh, five. five of five. the first eight episodes. HBO True Detective. Yeah, my uh, my old friend was a really big fan of that. Said that uh, it was a really interesting character piece, but I was never able to get into it. Oh. Yeah, it is. Um, it is so well done, but it's weird because uh, I kind of have ADD. Yeah, I know. It's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Partway through an episode, I hit pause and I go, okay, I got to figure out how many bookcases I can put in my new apartment. Because I know what the, I've seen, I've been to the apartment, I know what it looks like. And so we, we created a map of what the apartment's going to look like. And I'm like, this can go here and this can go here. And I finally decided I need a thinking space. 
So I need to take half of my bedroom and be a chair and a wall. And then I put shit up on the wall. Sheets of paper, and I do story notes, I do project notes. Whatever I'm working on, that's on the wall, right? And so I'm trying to explain to them and not sound like a crazy person <laughs> that I want to sit in a chair and I want to stare at the wall because that's how I think. And that's how I've always thought. Uh, it's like doing it in a notebook or doing it on a computer. I just, I like to see it big and I kind of walk around and I pace and then I change something and I do this, I do that. And, and so I'm like, okay, that's what I want to do. I finally decided that that's what I'm going to do with half of the bedroom. Not going to put anything on that wall. I'm going to get a chair. I need a chair to sit in and think. Mm -hmm. Turn the DVD back on. And the next scene literally is Matthew McConaughey uh, sitting in his empty apartment in a lawn chair, staring at the wall with newspaper clippings of like murders up on the wall. And you're like, that. And I'm that's like, what I want. not like that. <laughs> not like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the week. Well, the weekend. That was the weekend. Uh, so uh, I guess we're gonna move on to corrections and clarifications. And I'd like to mention something about Al about the uh, uh, tortacos. Oh right. So yeah. we talked about maybe like what places we might want to take people to locally. And one place is called Tortacos uh, that does really good tacos. And I was trying to remember what type of meat was the one that I order all the time, which was Al Pastor. Okay. And I started talking about how it's the one with pineapple. And Dante's staring at me like he usually does. Like, I'm crazy. <laughs> I know, this is a common occurrence here. So I'd like to read from Wikipedia, so we know it's going to be 90% accurate here. Uh, Al Pastor, from the Spanish, in the style of the shepherd, is a dish developed in central Mexico, likely as a result of the adoption of the shawarma spit-grilled meat brought by Lebanese immigrants to Mexico. So if you've seen The Avengers... Right at the end, the very end scene, they keep saying Tony Stark is like, "Oh, shawarma! I saw the best shawarma place. We should go for the best shawarma." Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is going nowhere here. But so at the end, and they're eating shawarma. Have you seen the Avengers? No. Okay, that <laughs> not was a not a very convincing. Yes, I've seen it. I'm just going to keep I've, nodding I'll, I, unconvincingly at you. I've I've probably seen ten minutes of it. I'm not a big fan of superheroes. Oddly enough. Okay, well, this sorry, podcast I've is over everybody. Now. Yeah, this podcast is sorry. Over. I'll just go. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else you're gonna trash that we're into. <laughs> anyway, I'll pass door. That sucks. Everything you like is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, being derived from shawarma it's, is also similar to the Turkish doner kebab and the Greek gyros, whereas shawarma is usually lamb based. Uh, yeah, this sucks. Let me get to the end of it. Preparation. Pork is marinated in a combination of dried chili, spices, and pineapple. So I was right. Al Pastor, pineapples. Okay. I know this is a very long way to say I was right. Okay. About pineapples. And I didn't remember. Oh, yes. And the juice from the pineapple contains... Oh, right. Yeah. So... Bromelain. Bromelain. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I, a while ago, I, I told you that pineapple, like, I can't eat a lot of it. Because if you eat a lot, it starts to, like, make your mouth hurt. Because... It is actually dissolving your flesh slowly. And that's what they, why they use it to marinate meat, because it tenderizes it. Yeah, because it breaks down the proteins and thus makes meat more tender. And your tongue, if you and eat your too tongue. much. So do you want to talk about the tortaco? Yes, this is what we do. This is what we do on the podcast. I'm just sitting here wondering we if just... kiwis are the same thing, because kiwis make your lips burn after a while. You're right. Well, doesn't Michael eat a lot of kiwis? He does. Kiwis? Like, yeah. like crates? I, okay, actually, yes. And I, he still has a tongue once... in his mouth. No, no. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, they say that soda... I. 
sound effects. I have soda. Um, they say that soda, you know, we, rots we your teeth. We can CGI that later. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, they say that CGI, CGI will dissolve your teeth. Soda. Well, it will. It will. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm sure they could do that too. Uh, they say that soda will dissolve, will dissolve your teeth. And that's true if you didn't have spit in your mouth. Right. If you didn't have a saline solution constantly washing your teeth, yeah, all sorts of things are going to make your teeth dissolve. But Yeah, but you can use Coke to like clean bumpers. Oh, yeah, you can also use Coke to clean your insides. Right, but you can also use it to clean your teeth. It's kind of where I was driving at. Oh, well, but, that makes but sense. Yeah, no. just squish Coke for a while. I have. I used to swish the... coffee. I used to swish coffee. Because I'm totally... <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I like my pearly whites. I drink more coffee. Yeah. But no, yeah, Kiwi has the same thing. I remember once I ate too many of them at once, and I had the same burning thing. <laughs> well, you just, like, shoved as many Kiwi as humanly possible okay, in your we, mouth? We had, like, a basket... And Michael wasn't home, so I ate four. Uh, and that was a bad idea. Did you peel them, or did you do, like, the oh, furriness? Oh, no, I, I, I eat them whole. The furriness. What? All right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now that's weird. <laughs> Everything else was normal up until that. <laughs> that sounds good. Jeez. Okay, well, look, let's, I guess, move on to updates. So what we usually do is we do an update on if we've heard from any of our dream guests, any of our invited guests. So I thought maybe you could help out and do a forced rain update. Oh, so we can just skip that. And, uh, no, all right. <laughs> so actually, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, when Dante reached out, what what did you think? Was it just like, here's another crazy stalker person? Or is it like, oh, awesome, another podcast? Or let me listen to it. Oh, my God, these people are nuts. Or Maybe a little of all of those. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, well, I see, like, I'm pretty open-minded when I get emails, and it's... Um... It was interesting because it was a Bandcamp email and I'm like, oh, somebody sent me a message on Bandcamp. Let's just see what they have to say. And, you know, people usually send like little short messages. They're like, thanks for all your work and stuff and love your music, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I looked at it and it was this very long, well, not very long. It was like like a paragraph longer, longer (laughs) than usual. And it was nicely formatted. And uh, yeah, uh, go Dante. Nicely formatted. Only had like maybe two or three spelling mistakes. It's all right. Uh, (laughs) Didn't judge purpose. you too hard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Go no. Dante. It was, no, it's a fairly well-worded letter, and, you know, it's... Fairly I, I well-worded. Get, I get people all the time that, you know, will send messages and be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? It's great. I do stuff. And it's like, that's great. Where's a link to your podcast? What do you do on the podcast? What's it for? Like, why? Why? Send me more information. But in this particular case, you know, there was a link to your podcast, the link to the site. Um... All that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll take a look and and just kind of listen. And I listened into the podcast, and I'm like, all right, sounds not too bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> seems like a yes victory. Not too bad. I'll well, take that. That's that was yeah, my that, initial that was impression. That my sound right? level check, by the way. There you go. Yeah. That was my initial impression, anyway. So, so and then I like I listened to it more, and I'm like, oh no, this is actually quite good. What? Yay! And um, what was to the wave there? And then I started reading your For story. For those of you watching the video podcast, Dante and I just took yeah. away. Yeah. There you, go. you have to tune in on uh, on this is what's what's the name of the show again? I'm confusing so, it with Canadian shows now. I was about to uh, say this is that. Uh, so there's that. So there's, so that. there's that. So there's that. Not from Caddyshack. Not from Caddyshack. Not from Caddyshack. You'd have to yeah. tune into the Not from Caddyshack video stream. Yes. yes. All right. Um, Locally on yeah. Channel Eight. <laughs> and then I started uh, reading your story, Dig, and it's uh, it was you know very well written and very. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this podcast. Very, very this neat to uh, very neat to check out. So I was like, okay, yeah, no, this 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 seems like something I would definitely be interested in, and especially if it's something that's you know helping other 
trans people or people within the LGBTQ uh, LGBTQ community. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's cool to help with stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. Awesome. Awesome. And so I'm here. So yeah, no, this has been. I again, I I want to thank you for coming out. This yeah, has no been. Worries. It was. I have to admit, it was a little weird because Dante was like, okay, she's moving to Maryland, and I'm like, okay, well, Maryland, you know, it's not a huge state, but where in Maryland and Rockville? And it's <laughs> no, like you moved like ten seconds away from us. It's like you're outside in a tent or something. <laughs> like of all the places you could move to, moving, what five minutes, ten minutes away from us, maybe even fifteen. <laughs> away from us it's actually eight minutes eight minutes eight, eight minutes, minutes away there you go yeah no so uh no it's a good trip over and yeah. <laughs> all eight minutes of all it. eight yes. minutes of it it was amazing <laughs> it was really warm <laughs> yeah that's why we're in the basement where it's nice and cool and i know you don't like the cold right you know like i'm i'm i uh i get terribly terribly cold all the time oh, i see i love I'm doing all right right now but my feet are like nope gotta stay off the ground oh yeah, oh my God! So that so we're doing this in the basement. And I probably shouldn't say this, but when I was married and living in this house with your mom, uh, the other side of the basement that again those on the video podcast can see me pointing towards the other side of the basement, that used to be my office over there. And so we'd turn I turn the lights off and I'd work on the computer at a desk, and then I used to play video games. And one of my favorite games was Bad Mojo, which is well, a person who gets transformed into a cockroach. Now, it's not the metamorphosis by Kafka, but it's like that. And you are trying to, you get transformed to a tiny cockroach, and then you're trying to go through this kitchen. This is going to make sense. It's totally going to make sense. All right. Uh, and you run through the kitchen, and you walk over a dead rat, and like all these really gross things. And so the lights are off. No one is awake in the house except for me. And I'm playing this game barefoot with my feet on the concrete. <laughs> And at a certain point, I couldn't keep my feet on the ground anymore. Because it was freaking you out? Because it was freaking me out. Because I knew that like something creepy was going to crawl, crawl up on you. Crawl over me. So. so. You see, we, we specialize in tangents here. <laughs> we, we definitely. So let me ask you, um, we just kind of did this as a as for for fun, you know, again, kind of as a as a lark, uh, as to like who might. We, who would we want, right? So, you know, my list was was Eddie Zard, Vince Gilligan. Dante said Lauren Faust. I said Brian Fuller. Dante said Alex Hirsch. I said Stephen Moffat, Dave Foley, Bernie Burns, Alton Brown, Weird Al Yankovic. So if you had a dream guest, like if I could get your dream guest for you to come back here and have as this, this I was going to say triumvirate, but with four of them, it would be a quad drum one of those things uh who uh, who would be uh, or uh, who would be among among the many i feel like i should have a better answer for this and i'm like i can't brain for it um the first thing that came to mind for me was elton john but that's only because i've been a fan of elton john since forever and um like really admire his uh piano playing abilities we have a piano upstairs one of the keys doesn't work and it's out of tune and it's out of tune <laughs> only a year it's been two years now. I apparently cannot keep track of time. I do this all the time. I'm like, that was last year. And they're like, that was five years ago. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we have a semi out of tune. One key doesn't work. Piano. Upstairs. Yep. So if we did get Elton John, then. You'd have to lug the piano downstairs so you can record it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe it'd be easier to Michael. bring the laptop upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe maybe when I'm up in New York. 
But I feel like I should know like a trans person that would be good to invite or something like that. But like nobody. Well, for the record, not not many of these like, folks are trans. You guys, you so. guys said Laverne Cox at one point, didn't you? No. 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 Well, okay, I'll say that then. That's there's a trans okay. activist that would be interesting. Well, it's funny because part of what I guess I'm looking for in guests is, for the most part, storytellers. Because that's ultimately what interests me is storytelling. Mm. Be it in music, be it in TV shows, be it in books, of telling a story. And it not simply being a sequence of events, like a Dungeons and Dragons game where, oh, this happened, then this happened. You know, It's like a kid telling a story. This happened, then this happened, then I got in the bathtub. Yeah. And then we poured soap in, and then I got it in my eyes, and I started crying. And like that's not a story. If you're into... This isn't exactly somebody who's in the LGBT community or anything like that, but um, a really, really great comedian who's amazing at telling stories through song or through poetry or just through spoken word, but making them concurrently really funny and so serious that they kind of strike a chord within you, but like while you're laughing, Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin. The name he's, sounds familiar. He's yeah. an Australian comic um, slash pianist. And um, he's been living in the UK for a while. I was going to do the pianist envy joke, but I figured maybe I shouldn't do that. Good job. So. <laughs> um, and he lives in the, the UK now, but he's uh, he's toured the world and stuff. I saw him in Toronto. I know an but Australian. Really, really... I know an Australian who moved to the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Tim Minchin? <laughs> no. All right. No, it's totally not Tim Minchin. <laughs> But it would be kind of weird if it was, right? If you're like, oh, yeah, I totally know Tim. Oh, he owes right. me money. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So you've you've now actually invited three guests. All right, well. This is like, I just want to do a one. lottery. Did you want to do a lottery between the three of them and see? No, well, maybe we can have like a celebrity death match. <laughs> right? And then, you know. That'd be interesting, actually. Yeah. And before Laverne Cox like pones everybody. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So let me ask you this. Um. How do you, how is it having people look up to you? Um, it's interesting because a lot of people would either be uncomfortable by it or think that it's something weird. Um, I just kind of, I want to say embrace it, but that almost sounds like I'm full of myself in a way. <laughs> I'm just going to embrace it because I already know I'm so great. So everybody else is figuring it out. No, but like, um, it's, it's weird. Like you need to have a sense of humility to be able to, to deal with it effectively because you need to realize that you're no different than the people who look up to you or what you do just because you're out doing stuff that other people look up to. It, it doesn't elevate who you are as a person in terms of, what your worth is or anything like that. It just means that you are doing what a human being in society is supposed to do and contributing in some way. And um, if other people look up to that, that's great because you're inspiring other people to do the same thing. And um, ultimately like that's, that's what I always wanted to do. I, as even early on when I was doing music stuff, I was always finding other people who were not as fortunate as I was in terms of finding viewers or finding fans and stuff like that. And then inviting those people, <laughs> inviting those people into my work and, so that they can get um, noticed as well. Right. So it's 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 a strange question to answer. Really. Do you do anything to put people at ease? 
Like, can you, do you sense that someone is nervous or is, I mean, I'm talking up... about Dante or? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, okay, I'm good now. I think. See, like it's, that's the thing though. It's like you, you talk to somebody for like 20 minutes or whatever. You realize they're a person. They're, <laughs> they're not some weird pony rock star out in the distance or something <laughs> like that. They're just a person that's doing stuff. And like, so should we take down your poster? Upstairs? Yeah. Is that the, it's, uh, it's weirding like... me out <laughs> for the people on the video podcast. It's like a, it's like a 16 foot tall forest rain poster with my actual real life face. And it's like, it's like a, a candid shot that was taken through a window. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's but it's unsigned. Out. It's so freaking me out a little bit. Hopefully by the time we wrap here, you'll, yeah, I actually you'll, knew you you'll do the giant before signature. you told me. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> figured out my address. You're staring at me Take from the balcony. <laughs> so um, let me, I guess, shift gears and talk. One of the, we were trying to figure out since we haven't had a guest before, what would be a neat tradition to do when we had guests? Death rays. Death Rays was a little expensive, a little oh. out of our price range. Right. Um, maybe once we get more listeners, yeah, you know, we get a sponsor, a Death Ray sponsor. Well, maybe I mean, we can get all. a freebie or you know a test sort of thing. See, you just got two more cents there. Yeah, I did. You just, you just got two <laughs> more cents. Um, so we were thinking it might be nice to take you out to dinner, but I guess you're a local, so you know kind of the local food scene a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Or we kind could cook bit. for you. Do Do you cook? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Okay, so you're probably a better cook than me. So I guess we're not going to do the home cooking. <laughs> well, no, I was not a good cook because, I mean, okay, I used to work in a restaurant way, way back in the day. I was a sous chef and learned how to cook and sort of did stuff there and then kind of stopped cooking. I did. Yeah, no, okay. I believe you. I'm sorry, just Dante's like just staring, staring at me. Staring with like, like the one really? eye arch. And, he's just like, and that's how you cook? Really? <laughs> and then after getting married... Dante's mom did the cooking. I mean, she did most of the cooking. And so I grilled a little bit, but, you know, and, um, and you know how some people are like, oh, I love having other people cook with me. Like, oh, let's, let's cook together. Mm. And it was just like become a sous chef again. Like here, cut these vegetables, cut this. And then we'll, and, it, and I wanted to actually cook with somebody. I wanted to like throw it in spices and go, oh, maybe we want to do this and do something crazy, you know, and make a mess. And so, uh, once, once, um, you know, I was single and, you know, with the kids, we had to figure out what we were going to eat that what didn't include like McDonald's. Yeah. So we started, the first thing I made was, was hamburger helper extraordinaire. Do you have hamburger helper up in Canada? Yep. Yeah, we okay. do. Yep. So, um, so we get like fresh ingredients through cheddar cheese in and all those different things. And pretty soon we did hamburger helper without the hamburger helper. And so in the past, probably five years after watching Good Eats with Alton Brown, who's one of our invited guests, D-I-G at typingmonkeys.com, um, that I learned how to cook for the first time. I learned how to play around with spices and throw like what's in the fridge and let's throw this together and let's see if these tastes work and let's see if, if stuff like that. So that's, to me, what's been fun. And we've actually been creating a whole bunch of our... Um, what? No, I'm, I'm thinking. No, you're just <laughs> yes. I'm amusing Dante here. Uh, but no, we we have a, we have a really good time. So we thought maybe it would be it's fun. just imagining all the revenue from the cookbook that you're gonna. <laughs> well, we actually have a little bit of a cookbook that I was putting together, so they had the recipes that we've put together. That's really nice, actually, because that's something I wish my parents did for me. Um, when I went off on my own and I started to try to, you know, do my own stuff, I'm like, I remember my mom used to make this tuna rice casserole. I'm trying to figure out how to make it. And I'm like, I had to call her up and be like, Mom, I need your I need your recipe for tuna rice casserole. So I end up, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, wound up um, 
you know, calling her every other week to try and figure out a recipe that, you know, I really enjoyed from home or calling my dad because my dad also cooks. And, um, do you just, cook at the same time? Is it like two different meals? Like no, you get no. like, which one do you want? Do you want mom meal? Or that dinner? would be neat. But <laughs> no, that's never happened. Um, uh, bad, bad thoughts now. Um, sorry. It's just, I was imagining my parents in a, in a cooking death race type of deal. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bad. Tangents. You, you... Death race. Oh, well, you know you can cook in the car, right? You can yeah, put, you, just... you can put stuff in like aluminum foil and just on the engine, and they the... can have a death race. And well, then they can... here you can stick it on your dash and just <laughs> sit in the sun for a while. Well, yes, there is that. Yeah, that. but um, <laughs> yeah, no. That's like I said. I wish that was something that like more parents did. Was you know, here's all our favorite recipes that we cook all the time. Put them all into like a little cookbook type of thing and be like, here, now yeah. you can do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess Dante can speak to this uh, and and speak the truth, uh, which means agreeing with me. <laughs> uh, but I tried to get them to be part of the cooking process. So Dante, you make the feta salsa that we have all the time. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even make it anymore. Like I, I had to ask him. Okay, so you know, how do you make it? What else do you put? No, I started to throw scallions in my version. Uh, you know, and so even when we did like Thanksgiving. And with we have Thanksgiving a different time than you do, right? Yeah. So, uh, and and so for Thanksgiving, what is, is that true? It is true. Okay, yeah. I'd never yes. heard that. No, the Canadians have a different. When, I, when is your Thanksgiving? Uh, it's it's the November. It, it's it's the third, third Thursday, Thursday of November. In November. Yeah, yeah, I think ours is October or something. Okay. Yeah. Like it's not or a end of date. September. It's a Thursday, but it's like <clears> the third. I don't think it's the fourth because it's anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Third or fourth, whatever. Um, but, and I don't like cooking turkey, so I would order a turducken from, from Louisiana. Actually, no, Florida, actually, Alpine, they made a different one. So for those of you who don't know what a turducken is, it's a turkey that's been sort of hollowed out and then a duck stuck inside of the carcass. It sounds, it tastes better than, than I'm making it sound. Yeah. And then you carve out the well, carcass. Well, let's not talk about sausage because the then nobody will ever. Yes. Well, we'll get to sausage later. I actually have something about sausage later, Uh-oh. believe it or not. <laughs> uh, and then you put a hen in. So hence turduck hen. Uh, and then they put stuffing in with like uh, andouille sausage and creole sausage. And oh my God, so good. And you just shove it in the oven and you baste it every half hour and you're done. So the kids would make all the sides. And so yeah. uh, the meatball shop is this fantastic restaurant in manhattan that that i took the kids to a bunch and they have a cookbook that has all these amazing sides so they like michael makes potatoes whenever we do potato dishes michael makes all the potatoes so it's fun because each person has ownership over something instead of stand around me while i cook and let me claim that we are cooking together yeah that's fantastic so um, yeah, so um, I guess I guess we will decide uh, off camera and off mic as to where we're going to go, and then we can probably update people next week. We can bring a microphone into the restaurant, yeah, you know, and, sounds good, uh, and do that. Uh, so, a- any food you don't like, anything that or that you're allergic to, or no, or... Um, not allergic to anything. Um, I avoid seafood fairly often, which is kind of sad because Maryland crab, which I'll probably try, but. It's no. so funny that you say that. So we went out for dinner last night to a place we'd never been to, which was Tokyo Sushi Asian Bistro. Yes. In Germantown. So about 20 minutes from here. Yeah. And they had the most amazing sushi with 
unbelievable displays. Hmm. And like the like and then like sculptures, it just it was crazy. It was totally so yeah. Crazy. So yeah, we went there and you're so, like, we should take forest there, and I'm and and in my normal stalker way. Actually, I think we should take rainforest. I think it's probably what I said. <laughs> but I've actually been much better when I finally realized forest is a first name because I was doing yep. forest rain, like forest rain, forest rain, forest rain, like one word forest rain, which is why I was flipping it. But then when I'm like forest rain. With the dramatic pause in between. The dramatic pause. Because I'm very good at dramatic pauses. Then it started to... Yeah. So, anyway, yes. I'm but sorry. Yeah, yeah. See, I do this to him all the time. I do. I just... Yeah, I stare until it's my turn. <laughs> you need to, like, get a long, like, mosquito whacker and just... <laughs> well, we do have a mosquito whacker. Up. Yeah. We call, well, we call it a fly swat. <laughs> anyway. Um, How big are your mosquitoes? Up? Yeah. Uh, pretty big. <laughs> so, anyway. So... <laughs> no, she's doing it, too. <laughs> this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> you see? Oh my goodness. I'm just going to turn off my mic. Done. Oh, you can turn off your mic? Why'd you do that? Why didn't you? are telling you... a story. But you... T- I, I... Okay, uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So I'm not saying it's a good podcast. I'm saying it's a fun podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're saying that, yeah, we should take you there because it's really good food. I'm like, no, Forrest doesn't like seafood. Like... So you totally outed me because I knew you didn't like seafood, and yet I asked as if I didn't know. No, but no, I'm saying that like, like I, I, anyway, um, <laughs> I've, I'm like sitting here trying to figure out <laughs> what I can and can't say I know about Forrest. Well, you know, you have, you Just took like, the picture, you took the picture and <clears throat> blew it up yeah. upstairs, <laughs> you know, yeah. so. No, I, I thought it was. So I, I was... think we all understand you know a lot about Forrest. <laughs> I think that's probably what we're saying. <sighs> yes. Yes. That is true. So I think the food segment of the podcast is now is now over. See, when we did well, the actually, first podcast, one, oh, no, one thing, one thing with food, I will mention: if anybody's in the DC area, close to Rockville or close to Gaithersburg, actually technically this is in Gaithersburg, there's an awesome hibachi restaurant. Which one? Um, hell if I know the name. Uh, <laughs> you take the uh, Sam. Okay, Highway. you're not getting two cents. You're not getting two cents for for this uh, for the sponsorship. No, I'm not. I'm not because uh, I get is the... this uh, Sucaros? I'm not sure. It's, you take the Sam Ike Highway, you get off at um, that exit before Fields. Yes. Yeah. And then it's... Uh, so those are... No, sorry. May, no, it's, it's You may want fields. to go on Google Maps. Go on Google Find Maps. Sam There's Ike, a bunch of restaurant near Sam Fields. Sam and then I-E-I-G. Right? It's <laughs> off at 270. And uh, and then take the Fields exit, and it's like the first left turn. It's right by there. gas station. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, isn't that Sakura? I think so. Sakura? Yeah. Sakura? Yeah. 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 That place is really good. We yes. used to go there for birthdays. Sakura. Sakura is cherry blossom, isn't it? Yep, that yeah. is yes. accurate. It's also one of the characters in that, from Naruto. It's it's a character from everything. Let's be oh, honest. Yeah, like Ichigo. Yeah, well, we have we got yeah. a, we got a picture with the pictures upstairs. See, we used to take the kids number one guardian to number <laughs> one guardian. We used to take the kids uh, to do um, uh, to, to hibachi. What's it? Japanese uh, Japanese steakhouse. Japanese yeah. steakhouse. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and and so we, we would take the kids, and there's two of them in the area, and so every Dante birthday every Michael birthday. That's where we want, and we get pictures. We get little Polaroids of of when we went there. Hmm. Do you have like the guy making like big flames in the background while you're doing the <laughs> picture? No, they took the pictures afterwards. Uh, I think one of them has a guy lit on fire, kind of <laughs> running behind, kind of backlit. So it's a nice little, nice little thing. So, so are we done with food? We're done yeah. with food. We're good. We're good with food. Um. So anyway, uh, last time we talked, or the last couple times we talked about. So there's that. Just so there's that, if you search in Google, we had finally cracked the top 10 in Google. So we were very excited. 
And Breaking Bad was ranked number nine for WikiQuote. So there's that. We passed Breaking Bad. We are now number nine. Wow. Out of wow. ten. Though- <laughs> and we passed Breaking Bad, WikiQuote, and so vanquished them that they disappeared from the search results. Oh, my goodness. Wow. But no, that that actually reminds me. Um, a few days ago, I was trying to look up uh, what conventions you've been to for, like, regular stalker information. Hmm? So I looked up, like, Forest Rain Convention Brony, because, like, none of the other search options were working. And mm-hmm. Breaky Bad Wiki Quote Killer First. And one <laughs> of your posts at So There's That was, like, the sixth result. Really? Somehow. So basically what, what's happening here is you guys are taking over my search results because you're more relevant now. No. Uh, well, we are very relevant. Search Forest Rain, you get So There's That. I, I think I meant to say we're very Well, you get irrelevant. bunch of rainforests. Yeah. Yeah, I have to search rainforest. Yes, because you show up on the page a couple of times because you're in the right column for dream guests. Yeah. Did you listen to the podcast where we said we're gonna we're gonna replace you with someone else? I think I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. I can just do a line you're, through it. Yeah. It'll be like victory. It'll just be like you know, like it won't be creepy at all of us having. Then you have to figure out a line through people's names. Have to figure out who the next step up is after that, and be like, ah, uh, yeah. So forest rain, then weird owl. I think Weird Al, well, Weird Al, I was five feet away from Weird Al. Yeah. But it didn't occur to me to have him on as a guest until after he passed Mm. by. And I should have been like, hey, Weird Al. Like, do you want to be my podcast? (laughs) So, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, also, iTunes, uh, we've been listed as new and noteworthy under subcategory personal journals for six weeks now, six weeks and counting, which gets me nervous because I think you're only allowed to be up there for like 100 days as new and noteworthy. Hmm. Something like that. So I don't know how much longer we're going to be there. And we are still at the top of new and noteworthy in the UK. So we're number one personal journal podcast. Last time I checked, we're number three society and culture. And we're number 13 podcast of all the podcasts in the UK under new and noteworthy. That's awesome. We're number 13. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and this is very exciting. We got another five-star review. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So this is from Laura Linelli. Let me read this. Uh, the title was so much fun. And then the review says, Hey, Didge and Dante, here's some love for you, Didge. Thank you very much. As an avid follower, I know you've been lacking some appreciation. I think you're fabulous. You remind me of my mom. Which, you know, I guess I'm kind of going for that. I'm trying to go for Laura's mom. Uh, and, and even though I'm not your real friend, I am maybe a virtual one. I think what you have done after keeping secrets of 25 and 40 years is so brave and super wonderful. I'm sharing this podcast with everyone I know, and hopefully your following here in the UK will grow further. It needs to. Dante is such a sweetheart. And thanks to both of you for all the cartoon suggestions. You're both brilliant. Keep it up, you gorgeous people. You. Keep it up, you gorgeous people. You. Sorry. Uh, Laura, and then the next. Awesome. Which again, I don't get this X thing at the end of these things from the Brits because it's I always feel like it's a serial killer, like that's <laughs> like boom, like oh well, no, because that's or it's a that's dead like... pirate or it's a dead pirate, one eye, dead pirate, one X, right? Because you have two X's over the eyes for dead people. I just thought one it was X. like the British saying stop, <laughs> stop breathing, stop, stop breathing. So thank you, Laura. That was that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. So thank you. Uh, and please continue reaching out to us. I think it's awesome 
Uh, I, yeah, I mean, yes, having friends in the podcast stuff is cool. I mean, do you get these sort of yeah. messages? Yeah, I was thinking about well? that, actually, as you were reading it. I'm like, you know, I've had people come up to me, too, and say, you're so brave for what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm just being me. But, you know, it's it's cool. Thank you. I'm, well, I, I'm glad and, that it inspires you. But for me, it's it's just, it's it's hard to explain. Like, it's just, you're just being who you are. Well, I so I, I we were going to talk about this later, but this is why we just sort of don't have any rules here. And the ones that we do, we break. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, I mean, you've read the blog and you've, you've listened to a bunch of the podcasts where this is something that I hid for 40 years. I grew up in a different era, um, different country than you. And it I didn't think it would be accepted. I didn't think. Uh, my friends would would remain my friends, and there was a moment, and I and it's in fact the first blog post was when I finally accepted that this is who I am. It's not a phase. It's not something to be ashamed of. This is in fact who I am, and the journey from that moment that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I was just thinking that that's probably the most challenging part is coming to terms with who you are. And accepting it fully. Yeah. And um, and then the rest is still scary, but it's, you got to be who you are. You got to be who you are. And I have been so blessed with so many amazing friends uh, and, and family uh, that has been so supportive, you know? I mean, there's a handful of people who have sort of, who kind of don't return phone calls it, or yeah. hang out or talk. and But there was nothing, you know... Uh, no outbursty type uh, and no horrified. Well, some people were stunned, shall we say, stunned. Um, so when did you when did you have that epiphany or did you have that epiphany? Um, and what you, did you do once you realized it? That was something I fought for a long time because like you, I had a fear of how people would react. Although I wasn't so afraid about how my close friends would react. I was more concerned about how society would react because growing up, I didn't even know that trans was a thing until like after high school, I think, um, which for me was like 2005. Um, so those so, of you listening to this podcast in the far future, that's 10 years ago. <laughs> and, um, well, no, who knows? Like yeah, the alien no, overlords yeah, take yeah. over, you know, they're going to want to catalog and, everything. Know, yeah, 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 absolutely. But, um, yeah, so it was like, like, is this podcast from 2005? For those non-mathematicians, that means it's 2015. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, on I, your I, iPhone, you, you got a calculator. You could do the math on there. I appreciate it. You know. You know. Thank you, Dante. If it was like a seven, if it was seven years ago, I'd get it. But ten, I think that's the easy math part. <laughs> So, anyway, this very poignant moment anyway. brought to you by U-Haul. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm losing my voice now. Um, but no, it was something I was fighting for a long time. Yeah, because an hour or two. When I was, um, you know, when I was a kid or whatever, I always thought, oh, I guess I'm one of those cross-dressing people or whatever because I like girl clothes and stuff. And then, um, you know, I, I started to discover what a trans person is and what, you know, transgender is. And um, thankfully, I grew up when the internet was a thing and could look up all this stuff and, <clears throat> you know, get a lot of information online about, you know, what the transition process is like and, you know, 
what's involved so far as drugs and therapy and all that kind of stuff. And, um, like I, I did fight with it for a long time. I knew what trans was. I thought that was probably me, but I said, you know, I, I can't do it because I think that, you know, I don't think society is going to be accepting of somebody like that. I'll never get work again. Did you feel personally, um, I felt ashamed. I personally felt that there was something wrong with me. Did you go through a phase like that where where you thought that there was something wrong with you or you were pretty much at ease with it and just didn't think the rest of the world would? They the the phases sort of come and go actually. So, like a lot of people I would purge every once in a while. I throw out all my female clothes and be like, "Yeah, no, you know what? I'm just I'll try this." Um, actually, like when I was first getting into the fandom, I was in one of those phrases where it's like, okay, let's grow a beard. Let's get a cowboy hat. All right, let's do this. And it didn't, it didn't last very long. I just got rid of my cowboy hat. Yeah. I had a goatee. I had a goatee for what, 20 years? So I could cross dress. I mean, that's why I had the goatee. Cause I, I'm not someone who sort of gender blends. Yeah. So that was something that I did to prevent and then my goatee went gray and mm. then white. And so I shaved and no one noticed that I'd shaved. And then that and that was part of it. That was part of it was to be able to start seeing myself without that. But I did the same thing. Yeah. Of just sort of like how do what do I do to prevent myself from 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 doing this? Yeah. And in hindsight, it's so ludicrous. It's so ludicrous yeah, no, the things that we do. But at the time it's it like made you're yourself. perfectly wonderful sense. Yeah. Um yeah, so I fought my, with myself for a long time because of that, and you know, uh, you know, I thought, you know, what, what are my, you know, I didn't have a long-term partner at the time or anything. I'm like, what are my, what are my partners going to think about it when I'm, you know, with somebody? How am I going to deal with that? How am I ever going to, you know, do the things I want to do? And then, um, then like the Brony fandom happened, and I met my fiance Rebecca, and like all of that kind of gave me the confidence to be like, you know what? There's enough support around me. There's enough, like, things are changing in the world now that, you know, trans issues are becoming so much more well-known and talked about on radio and on TV. What, what like, year was this? <clears throat> two years ago. 2013. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think. No, because for me, I'm yeah. coming up on a year, and I think it's Orange is the New Black. Yeah. I think it was Laverne yeah. Cox was the first trans person who... Really brought things to the... Center stage. The, but also, I think, was able to because people viewed her as a woman. Yeah. And it wasn't as much as I love Transparent and like that was sort of step two of this. Ugh, but like, there was a different. I still haven't watched all of Transparent. I can't. It's well, so hard for me to I, watch. I actually just thought about Trans America and I'm like, uh, like, like that was a movie that came out that was about a trans woman. But like. It's like everything was wrong about it in a sense. Like the story was was kind of there, but they had a woman playing a trans woman, right? As opposed to a trans woman playing a trans woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just it's uh, there's just there's certain things about it that just drive me nuts. Um, well, see, at that point, I couldn't see it. Like if I expressed interest in seeing it, I might tip my hand. Right. Because all of this was about hiding. And I found out that I hid this from everybody in my life. No one knew. No one. I was expecting someone to be like, oh, yeah, we knew. See, that was Duh. my experience. 
You know, and it's like, because I have long nails. And yeah. so people were like, oh, like, you must play guitar <laughs> or do intense amounts of cocaine because I'm wired, <laughs> right? I'm a very wired ADD kind of person. So I'm like, no, I actually don't need drugs to be this wired. Just give me a cup of coffee and I'm good. Uh, but so I couldn't see things like that or I couldn't, you know, I was always carried, worried about my web history and like seeing it at work or people at work, you know, like it was just all those different things of like, oh my God, I can't suggest this in any way. I have to let other people talk about it if they talk about it. And it was, you know, cause you're hanging out with guys and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's trannies and it's, it's all these things that, you know, friends of mine have since apologized and said, Hey, look, I hope I didn't make you, you know, uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable yeah. or, or I hope I didn't say something that was deeply offensive and it's like, well, look, I mean, again, we move forward as a society and we become more and more accepting of more and more things over the course of time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I wasn't ready to accept me. I wasn't ready I, to come out, you know, and now these same people are so far have been very supportive. So I, I guess let me ask a couple other questions, if you don't mind me asking. Sure. Uh, we get more and on, more uh, personal. <laughs> uh, how long have you been a hormone? Uh, okay, so I started um, anti-androgens about... A boot. A boot. Sorry, I have to be extra Canadian. Um, <laughs> the dash over, of Canadian. Over a year ago, probably close to a year and a half now almost, but I wasn't on estrogen to start, and that was the worst. Because with no estrogen in your body, no testosterone in your body, you become really weak, you become really irritable, you hate everything. Really? Yeah. That sounds like me. It's like menopause, basically. Yeah. It, imagine menopause. I don't know how many of your listeners can imagine menopause, but, you know, if you can't, then just imagine being moody all the time and not being able to lift anything. Um, but then I, I tell people that once I started the estrogen, which was September last year. I'll get you beat by a month. Yeah? Yeah, August 1st. Awesome. Offici- <laughs> well, unofficially. Officially, September 15th. But I was self-medicating for six weeks before that mm. and on and off for the three years before that. I never self-medicated. Mm. I'm just really good at talking to doctors. Well, we talk about this. I found a family doctor who is very sympathetic to LGBT people. And I talked to her and I'm like, look, I, I this is something I really want. And she's like, OK, we'll see if you still really want it in three months. So I talked to her again in three months and she's like, OK, see, I will refer you. We talked about this on one podcast, uh, opening the box. If I went to a doctor and said, I think I'm transgender or whatever, it, it it was opening the box. If I, hypothetically speaking, got medication through an online Canadian pharmacy that the website address changes like every day, hypothetically, that I could self-dose. I never said I was a smart person. But I could self-dose, and then I wouldn't have to open the box. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what was what in the is box. This like, what is this like? And maybe, and I get. I mean, I've talked about this that I took antiandrogens to see if I could cross-dress less because I thought maybe there is a fetish thing to this, right? Because that's what a lot of people talk about, mm-hmm. and that, and that maybe if I sort of lowered my sex drive, I wouldn't want to cross-dress, and that sort of didn't work it sort of had the opposite effect of me 
feeling more comfortable with this and doing this. So I sort of sampled across the board. So was this your doctor saying you're going to start on antiandrogens? That's the that's the process because I sort of I actually I think I educated my doctor more than my doctor educated me. Uh, at least my GP, um, general protect, protect practitioner, uh, like family doctor. Um, because I said, you know, I'm trans. I know how this stuff works because I've researched the hell out of it. Um, I would like a referral if there's an endocrinologist that's nearby. And she did find me one in town. And um, like I said, after after three months of, you know, I told her that, you know, I was interested in this. She's like, okay, we just want to make sure that you're sure. So in three months, we'll check again. Three months later, yep, yeah, I do. Okay, we'll find you an endocrinologist. She did. And I um, went to him and, you know, same thing. Everybody wants to make sure that you're sure about this because, you know, we don't want to screw up your body right. too much. And um, <clears throat> um, he started me off on, on antiandrogens. And actually, like, because of the way that they made me feel, I went on and off of them a couple times. Um, and that was also me fighting with myself, too. It's like, am I really sure that I want to do this? Is this really who I am? And the answer was ultimately yes. And I'm like, okay. So I, you know, kept going back to the endo. And after I think five or eh, five months or so on the uh, anti-androgens, um, he started putting me on the estrogen. So it was all done through doctors. It was all done in the up and up, that kind of thing, which is good because there's a lot of things that can go wrong with self-medicating. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, there are, we probably went to the same websites of sort of doing the research and and figuring out. But for me, it was, I did my figuring out before I went to therapy, before I went to the Beth Israel Clinic in New York. Uh, I couldn't pull the trigger and say those words until I had accepted, until I had known what was going on. And, um, and it was funny was that when I was at Beth Is Israel, my, uh, the uh, nurse practitioner there who, who was also trans as I'm explaining my story, she's like, yep, that's normal. Yep. Yep. And so it's, it, it is a common path that a lot of us seem to be taking of trying to figure this out yeah. and trying to figure it on our own because. Who do you saying, really talk to about it? Saying that this, you know, like, as you said, jobs and friends and society, like, this isn't, this is a hard thing to sort of take back, <laughs> you know? And so that's why I did this sort of in a vacuum and, you know, and, and only two people knew that I cross-dressed, you know? Um, but I never went into the gender aspect. Yeah. I mean, and even two years ago, I didn't think I'd be where I am now in, you know, as I like to say, I'm on I'm on this road and I don't know what exit I'm going to take, but I keep passing the exits that I never thought I was going to pass. Everybody has their own kind of path, as you say. Um, and I mean, coming out as, as, as trans to a big community like the Brony community for me has, has been interesting because everybody comes out of the woodwork. I've met all sorts of people who said, hey, I'm trans or hey, I'm thinking about it or hey, it's so great to have another one of us around. Um, and it's like, you, you realize how many trans people are actually out there and, you know, doing their thing, but there's, you know, there's people that are, you know, yeah, I'm totally trans, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get on hormones, all that stuff. And then two months later, they're no, nah, no, nah, no, no, never mind. You know, forget it. It's, it's not my thing. It's like, okay. 
everybody has their own path. You have to figure it out for yourself. Um, you know, some people think, I wonder if I'm trans, but no, I'm actually just a gay man. Okay, that's fine. You can be whatever you're comfortable as. You can be gender fluid. You can be genderless. It doesn't matter. It's it's to each his own. Yeah. And that's why, it, to me, it was accepting who I am. And, and, in fact, more specifically, it was accepting whoever I was. So if I was gay, if I'm trans, if I'm whatever I am, I had to pull all the sort of preconceived notions and be, let's figure out who you actually are and maybe simply accept who you are mm. and then and sort of go from there. So, I mean, I, this started about, you know, people saying how brave you are and going through this process. And and I think for I think I can speak for both of us. Um, it, it's not a question of being brave. It's it's I mean, at least for me, it's a question of being terrified and then trying to overcome it. Well, for me, it and, and you can sort of see my Italian background in here. It was stopping a coward. Mm. Stop. Stop hiding who you are. That's funny because I had something very similar. I had to tell myself back when, you know, I was first looking at, you know, purchasing female clothes in a department store. I'm like, look, you need to be man enough to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny to see where I've been in the past year where I remember the first store I went into because I saw a skirt in the window. It was like a it was like a New York thrift shop and had this gorgeous skirt in the window and I'm like wow I really like that and so I'm like and it was across the street from the hotel I was staying at so every day I keep walking by and seeing the skirt and seeing the skirt and I'm like screw it I'm gonna go in there find out what size it is how much it is and it's like a size zero so like no fucking way I'm wearing <laughs> the skirt um and um and she kind of looked at me she's like what and I was just like fuck it I'm like this is you know what's what size is the skirt <laughs> and that was such a big deal for me to do and now i'm like you know let's go to rio which is nearby there's a whole bunch of stores they have like a chico's that i thought had for was for like younger women but then i saw a whole bunch of like older women which are probably my age but i don't know i just it, it, it. <laughs> so anyway i bought a scarf there i bought a scarf <laughs> right um but like south moon under but i look for i don't know fun clothes and relaxing but now i can do it and if you know sometimes you get people staring at least for me um i i get people who kind of look and look and look and it's like okay you know what i'm just gonna be my crazy self and it's funny, you know like, let me try the, that on and for the majority of people out there though nobody cares about what you're doing everybody's too concerned about themselves to actually think too hard about what anybody else is doing and like you said, there are those few people that will look and stuff like that. See, in New and... York, I get looks every block. I get five people who, not it's not necessarily a bad look, but it's a look. You know, and what I can't tell all the time is how many looks are because people are reading me peripherally as female. And how many looks are because people are reading me as trans, mm. right? Because I still get people are checking me out from behind while I'm walking down when they're behind me yeah. because they think I'm female and they're checking me out. So that to me was the big sort of shift because as a guy, you walk down the street, no one pays attention. No one cares, you know, and suddenly people were looking at me 
and checking out my legs and then sort of moving up. And my favorite is people who look at me in the face and go, okay, trans. And then they still check out my legs. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh, but let's see what you got. Which is, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. It's funny. So, but I do, I mean, the looks don't bother me. They used to really, really bother me. I mean, I used to be very offended by it, but now I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is kind of what I signed up for. I sort of have the luxury of passing for the most part. Um, so I don't, I don't get too many looks, honestly. Um, every once in a while, there's somebody that, that either, you know, they look or they stare or something. And I'm, it's the same thought goes through my head. I'm like, are you staring at me because I'm trans? Are you staring at me because you think I'm hot? Or are you staring at me because I'm trans and you think I'm hot? (laughs) Cause like, that's a big thing too. There's a lot of people that, you know, when you start getting onto these dating apps and websites and all that crap that I have absolutely no interest in, there is, you know, all sorts of people out there that see lost another sponsorship. (laughs) Sorry, Tinder. Um, But there's all sorts of people that are out there because trans people are a fetish to them. And like one of my friends went out with a girl and um, she made a post on her Facebook afterwards that said, hey, I just went on my first date with uh, the first uh, lady boy I've ever met. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they wound up becoming great friends. And like, but still, like, I, I think about that. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, on some, and this is kind of where I try to come from, is that there's a lot of people who who don't understand it. They don't understand the words that are hurtful or the phrasing that is hurtful. And so for me, if it's coming from a good place, then we can educate, right? And we can be like, oh, by the way. Because like, I had a friend of mine I came out to. And um, and he kept using the term tranny. Yeah. And was incredibly supportive and, you know, very pro gay rights. And just like, I knew he didn't mean anything by it, but he was talking about transparent and about they're reading tranny magazines and they're doing this and they're doing that. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, okay, okay. And uh, I'm like, well, maybe it's me. Like, maybe, maybe it is. Cause you know how the terms seem to change and this term is okay. And then this like transgendered is the yeah. term that I use. And there's apparently it's now out of vogue and transgender without the ED at the end. And it's a big deal. I, someone sent, sent me like the glad guidelines that don't use the term transgendered anymore. And uh, I'm like, yeah. I use it and um, I will self-describe as that. I won't describe anyone else as transgendered, but right. I, that's the word I found solace in. You know, and so I went on Wikipedia <laughs> and did and read about tranny. And the what Wikipedia said was that the gay community sometimes views this as a term of endearment. Interesting. And so reading that, I understood that's what it meant from this person. And so the next time we got together, I said, oh, by the way, just want to let you know. Not really comfortable with that. Um, I've been called that over the years, and and it, it, I cringe when I hear it. And I know you didn't mean anything by it, but just FYI. And uh, and he's like, well, what term do I use? I'm like, let me say trans. It's like, oh, great, okay. Trans Sorry. is really easy. Yeah, you know. And it was just like there just it, there was no intent, and so 
to me, again, if it comes from a good place, obviously there are people who are who are going to spout slurs at many people, and there's just not much you can do about that. Mm-hmm. But the people who don't sort of realize that, oh wow, that's not a term I'm supposed to be using. You know, those are the people who I want to sort of say, hey, look, by the way, FYI, and not make them feel bad, not say, oh, you're a horrible transphobic human being. I just think you weren't aware of it and I'm going to share it with you. And if you make the mistake again, then, you know, then maybe we want to have a conversation about it. But I think and again, this part of the podcast, right, is is helping people understand kind of what's going on. Yeah. So for sure. Um, so anyway, I guess this sort of ties I feel in. like we lost wherever we were. No, just... we've totally lost. You know, like the, the rundowns, <laughs> we, like, uh, out we the jumped window. from halfway down totally, page one I've to like just... bottom of page two. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally jumped all over the place, but I'm going to go back. Um, I just quickly, um, cause I actually want to stay on this stuff, but this does tie into Digis mailbag. Uh, so, uh, I have a bunch of letters, but I want to read one letter, uh, that, that came in. And uh, this was on U.S. iTunes. U.S. iTunes, The Hero's Journey by Astro359. Digi and Dante have created an open, honest, humorous, and courageous podcast that expresses eloquently the hero's journey Digi has undertaken to become the person Digi wants to be. Their ability to share of themselves both on the principal topic and their broader interests while being personally engaging, is a rare and enjoyable talent. Highly recommended. So thank you again. Awesome, awesome review. But I'm always nervous. I know I talked about the hero's journey, that this felt similar for me going through electrolysis uh, because of the pain involved. Uh, felt like uh, like one of the labors. Like a trial that yeah. one goes through and that it hurts. And, and I, I know I, the first time I was in the chair was like, okay, I'm trans. I can tell you I'm trans because I'm staying here and I'm scheduling my next appointment. And I wouldn't do this if, if this wasn't really, really important to me. Um, but I am, I don't know. I, I, we talked about this a little bit. I'm extraordinarily uncomfortable with this term hero that gets tossed around because it was with Caitlyn Jenner as well. Like, Oh, you know, she's a hero. And I, it gets me uncomfortable because I'm not a hero. I mean, I'm not. And I actually don't believe in people being heroes. I believe in people being capable of heroic acts. Mm -hmm. Um, and so have you gotten, I guess, notes like this of, and again, to to Astro three five nine, thank you so much. I mean, this is so wonderful, and and I teared up when I read it uh, the first time, and and thank you. And it, but I, <laughs> I am nervous saying like like championing this and saying yes, yes. Look at my hero's journey. Look at how great I am. Uh, it's just I'm just trying to be me. I'm just trying to be me. And as I said before, it's 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 trying not to be cowardly. It's not it's not about heroism. Yeah. Um, To answer your question, yeah, I do get stuff like that all the time. Um, Mostly it's not because of... From Astro 359? No, no, from Astro 359, no. Um, I don't think he tunes into my stuff. (laughs) I'm special. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, I I get a lot of stuff because of the music that I've done for the fandom, the Brony fandom. Um, And, you know, specifically, like, most, most of my music is about 
celebrating nature, celebrating the good in the world, celebrating differences. And, um, so a lot of people get inspired from, from that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I get lots of messages that say, you know, thank you. You helped me from committing suicide or thank you. You know, you've changed my life. I've reconnected with my father. Thank you for, you know, inspiring me to be a better person in general. And like that kind of stuff always gets me. And it's like, that's, it's fantastic, but nobody needs to elevate me in doing that. Well, let me share my story, which I think you might know, um, that the day I started coming out to people, I came out to what, five people, six people in New York. And I came home and I realized I couldn't keep this from Dante anymore. And that, um, because he was going to think I was like pissed off at him because he didn't take the garbage out or something like that. And, and, um, which is a story in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and so I came home and I was, I was so torn up because I knew I had to tell him, but I was, I mean, I'm his dad, you know, I'm a father figure, I'm a male figure in his life. And so I was terrified. Um, and he would never talk to me again. And, um, and so I told him, and uh, it, he was incredibly accepting. I mean, it was it's a humorous story in and of itself, but um, and touching and touching. But uh, <laughs> and so the next day, uh, he was working at the movie theater at the time, and I was driving him, and uh, and I think I was having a problem with my iPhone, so didn't know what to play, and so I said, "Hey, why don't you do the playlist?" And so he's like, he looks at me, and he's like, "Okay," and he. Um, uh, he puts in uh, Great to be Different. And the opening, you know, and I think I write this on the blog, yep. it's like Pony, Pony, Pony. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, I believe me, I've, what, I'm five episodes behind on My Little Pony, so I've watched, I mean, I love the series. Um, it, but it was just like, okay, okay. And then suddenly, it, it, I guess it hit the chorus of, you know, Great to be Different. And, uh, and we hit the light at, at Montgomery Village Avenue, uh, for those of you following along on Google Maps. <laughs> And and I turned to him very earnestly, and I'm like, "Can you please stop this?" And he's like, "What? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> this is good. This is me showing that you know, like, I understand." And um, and I said, "Look, I I I I I'm not going to be able to get drive you to work without bawling my eyes out if I continue listening to this." So it it spoke to me. Um, and it, it helped us get through this. Um, it's on, I have my pod, my, uh, my playlist for electrolysis. It's, it's the last song. It's the song that when the pain is so much that I don't want to go through it anymore. That's the song that keeps me going. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, it, it's it's um, it's an amazing song and and it has touched so many people and, and myself, who's old, uh, included. Uh, so hey, thank you for that. Um, it 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 has, you know, tangibly changed our life. Um, so, uh, but there's a story behind that yeah. too. On that, um, like thank you for for sharing that. And I remember we're trying know, so hard not to a cry fest right now. Yeah, this is so I funny remember, right now. I remember, <laughs> trying not to fall our eyes out i remember um <laughs> i remember reading it in your blog 
and um <laughs> I remember reading it in your blog and um I uh I was at my parents' house at the time and um I um I was looking after my mom because my dad went on vacation for a week or whatever so I was, I was sort of taking taking care of my mom while while he was gone and um I walked into the living room like I want to tell you a story. <laughs> and I told her the story about, you know, you contacting me, Dante, and 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 reading about Digi's experiences, and uh, how like me being a trans brony musician and you knowing that, and the um, you know the song that happened the next day, how that actually helped you guys kind of bond um, when you came out, and I'm like that's so it's so neat to hear about stuff like that. Where, you know, 500 miles away from where I am, there's people that are connecting because of stuff that I do. Um, and, and like, I get stories like that all the time. There's, like, people in Scotland and stuff and, you know, people in New Zealand and Australia and all over the place that are, you know, touched by things. And it, it's that's the neatest thing for me. But one of the interesting things I'd like to know is, Dante, what was, what was it like for you when Ditch came out to you? And you were thinking about the whole, you know. Wow. My... Um, well, actually, I don't think Dante gets to talk on the podcast. <laughs> it's like a little rule of thumb here. Um, I mean, it, I, I am gender fluid. So in my mind, like, there is no way I couldn't be supportive. It's something that I was absolutely fine with, 100%. But I needed a way to show it that wasn't just me saying it. Because right. I could tell that there was a lot of tension and and I thought because your favorite musician um and I I don't remember where I heard you because this was like six months before you came out yeah that's that's one of the things that struck me as interesting is that I, you knew I was trans before I actually I somehow announced. imagined that you were I mean there were certain I mean I don't know Dante told me this when I came out to him this was in October. Yeah. And when I told him, I said, I'm transgendered. And Dante just stared at me. And I thought oh, he was right. horrified. This seems to be a recurring thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I forgot about I this. I thought yeah. he was just horrified at this. And yeah. I was devastated. Yeah. And, and like enough time went and with yeah. no reaction whatsoever on the face. that <laughs> I finally said, do you know what the word transgendered means? And he goes, no. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yay, second chance. <laughs> and so I explained and I was very emotional and was a wreck telling him. And he goes, and I babble, as you know, I'm very good at babbling. And <laughs> and he said, Dad, stop. My favorite brony musician is transgender. So this was October of Last this year? happened shortly after BronyCon, too, and that BronyCon was interesting because I had started growing up my hair at that time, and, you know, I was still sort of presenting as, as male, but, like, I was feminine enough that, like, the lady at the Duncan across the street from the convention center still mistook me for a girl, and I'm like, awesome, perfect, this is all going according to plan. I read that when it happened. Uh, sorry, stalker, but I read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you seem to be annoyed when you wrote it, like, and no. like, there's a picture that went along with it, or no. or someone else posted about it and said that like, I don't know. I I felt like you were annoyed. And I'm like, why would you be? In but yeah, that makes sense. No, 
I heard the story wrong, I guess. It's just, no, it's probably just my face. I always, I always look annoyed. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is what's funny. Um, So, you, to me, are obviously female. Oh, that's good. And the more <laughs> I see you, but the more we interact and the more I get to know you, and it's a, sort of the same thing with the kids with me, is I'm their dad. And I'm, yes, I, I'm sort of changing stuff, but they can't tell me if I pass or not. Yeah, because they've known because me for I'm too long. Because I'm still the same person. Right. You know? And so, yes, some days I have good days, and... I get mistaken for female and then I open my mouth and, you know, not so much, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, you do pass and it's something that I was so important to me when I was younger, mm-hmm. when I was your age, in fact, passing was really important to me and I could, I could pass. Uh, and, and now it's not as important. Because then if I don't pass, I am devastated, right? I am crushed that someone's reading me as male. And now I'm just like, oh, hey, if someone reads me as female, even peripherally, or gives me a thumbs up, you know, like sometimes we get that, you know, like we were at the mall one day, did not have a good day at the mall. We're getting stared at by a lot of people. The guy came out of his store and like stared at me the entire time walking. And it was just like, ah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Abuelita's in the shoe store just like kept whispering and pointing at us. And we just had a crappy day, like by the end of it. And, uh, and we decided, screw it. Let's go to McDonald's. Let's, you know, get something unhealthy. It's always the thing at the end of a crappy day, right? You know, like French fries, whatever. And, um, And uh, McDonald's here is you pay in one window and then you pick up in the next window. So Mm -hmm. we pull up and the woman, the girl who's there, she must have been like 18 years old. And she looks at us. She goes, wow, you guys look great. (laughs) And it was just like, it just made our day. Like we both were beaming afterwards. So it doesn't, I don't have to pass. I mean, it's nice. Look, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's nice. But if that's what I hang my hat on, I'm just, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to be able to, because I don't know, I don't know if this is the best I got, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it, can I ask you about your voice? Yeah. Do you mind? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I've, I've heard your music and you were recording as you were presenting as male. Because mm-hmm. to me, you sound female. You do. I, no, again, I, I don't know. I mean, for you... those that are listening, I'm giving strange looks to Didge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's one of those. Huh? Or, or subscribe to the video podcast. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> to the video podcast. You all. Uh, so, so, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have zero subscribers of the video podcast right now. It's really impressive. Um, but we have eight cents from you all. <laughs> yeah. But, but you don't, you don't think you do. Uh, singing, no. But it's funny. No, no, no. Because... Now, now. Like, you sound female now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So have you done anything to alter your voice? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, voice I've been working on almost almost a decade, honestly. like How? How? What do you... Because, I mean, it's... I've read the various things of, like, how to acquire a female voice, but so much of this for me is authenticity. So once I started to get a chest, there was a certain point where... And I wrestled in high school. I worked out. So, I mean, I had I had muscles behind it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and my chest was a little misshapen, shall we say. I had a sort of a female chest on top of a male chest. Right. And there came a point when I was bending over and there was a mirror. And I was like, oh. Hi. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's time to go and get a bra fitting. And what the bra did for me more than anything else was it just sort of pushed everything push into place. stuff where it's supposed to be yeah. or where people expect stuff to be. So everything that I have done so far, I've tried to be authentic. I mean, I'm going through electrolysis and obviously things like that, but I, I don't, I'm, I so struggle with what is authentic and what is trying to pass, you know, and what is a fantasy and what is inauthentic. And I struggle with this all the time. And so my voice is something that I just don't know what I'm, what I'm going to do with because I'm still me. I, I don't want to stop being me. Um, it so, is a big thing. Like it is, yeah. it's, it's something you do wrestle with. Like I did, um, especially since I sang and, you know, did, you know, readings of stories and stuff online. And I had a lot of voices and I had a lot of deep voices too that yeah. I used, uh, which are cool, but it's a lot harder to do. Like the way I speak now versus the way I spoke before transition, I can't use that voice anymore. Like I'm sure I'm physically capable of doing it, but it's just, it feels so wrong at this point. But it was the opposite when I first started working on voice. And like I said, I've been working on voice for a long time. And you would think that as a singer, it would be easier. Not really. No, it's it's a lot of working on stuff. Because when you first start working on your voice, you know, you start talking like Mickey Mouse. You're in this falsetto. You have to kind of figure out where things sit in your voice in order to do it. And it's really, it's an adaptation of your voice. And um, for me, it, it started to come a lot easier when I was using it full time. Once I came out to my coworkers and stuff, which was like last November, um, I started using my feminine voice and um, really using it every single day and sort of staying in this range all the time. And with this kind of inflection and all that kind of stuff, it's, it sticks. And it becomes a lot harder to go into something else. Um, but it takes a lot of work. Like, it, it really, really does. Um, but it's, it's one of the things that allowed me to sort of transition smoothly um, with everybody. And it's funny because I got a note from somebody that's like, um, I think it's so great that you're trans. I'm a big fan of all your stuff. I think everything's great. And it's, it's so neat to see you being trans without that awkwardness that comes with it normally. And I'm like... That's an interesting comment. I mean, it's, it's it would be kind of offensive to somebody who's awkward, I'm sure. But, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I actually know exactly what that means, though. Because yeah. people have talked about the confidence I have. Uh, just walking down the street or shopping at the store or going to... Like, I don't care anymore. I don't care what people think of me. Yeah. And I'm not doing this to pass and I'm not doing this to please other people or whatever. It's just me being me. And that has allowed me so much freedom. And I've seen other trans people and we all struggle with it. And it's not a criticism. It's just there is this little bit of like early on in the process. It's like I'm um, I'm fooling people. Mm. Right. There's this almost this joy of just like walking down the street and finally being allowed to be female 
and be feminine. And so there's this hyperness to this. It's this sort of over the top. And so it's, again, this the Caitlyn Jenner Vanity Fair cover, which, you know, we did entire podcast on, but it was just, you know, I understand why she did that. I understand that that's why that there was, there was a reason, there was an establishment of a brand. But I'm like, that's just, that's not what it means to me. And yeah. that's not what I would do. But I can't say that five years ago, that wouldn't have been the statement I would have tried to have made. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and who knows, five years from now, I'll look back at today and think, what an idiot. I mean, I will definitely, <laughs> but, but you know, like what part of me that I'm espousing now. And that is, that's, I guess what I love about life and moving to New York and going through this, I just, it's constantly new experiences. And I love learning and I love not knowing and I love trying to figure out all these sort of things. And every couple of weeks having this epiphany of like, oh, my God, like, OK, so this is what I'm going to do next. And, you know, like getting my ears pierced, whatever it was, what, eight weeks, 10 weeks ago, something like that. And then I started wearing danglies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the danglies started pulling. So the holes started to become slits. Yeah. So it just went back to studs. And I'm like, OK, fine, whatever. It was interesting, though, going back to what we were talking about before, um, I just want to touch real quick on the, the voice stuff. For me, um, there's a couple of people on YouTube that were really good, and I have no idea what their names are, so no product placement for them. But um, one of the things that I can drop a name for that's a really good um, uh, DVD slash CD thing is uh, the Find Your Female Voice series, which I don't remember. Uh, Calpurnia Adams, I think, is the name I probably of the person bought that did it. that. I probably bought it 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I've probably printed out the, there is a, like a, I don't know, 50 page guide. Book or book thing something of that like comes going with it, yeah. through all these vocal exercises in yeah. the beginning, uh, the gargling and trying to get deeper down in your voice. And yeah. I was doing stuff like that for a while, but again, impatient. The biggest thing is recording yourself and listening to it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's that. But I found that, you know, if you take, like, say, a paragraph from a book or something and you read that, you try to read it in your female voice and you listen back and you're like, OK, what parts were done well? What parts weren't done well? And you find a part that was done well. You're like, OK, that let's read that again exactly as I did that. Read it again. See if you can recreate that. OK, yeah, that sounds good. Let's move on to something else. Let's try this one. This 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 part of the sentence doesn't sound female at all. Let's see if we can improve that. And then keep doing repetition. So it's it's not so much that you're changing the text, you're reading the same stuff, but you're you're always recording and listening back and, and trying to figure out through trial and error essentially um, where your voice sits. And for me, the hardest thing for me is singing because I feel like my singing voice isn't feminine at all. Wait, so when you sing now, you have still the same singing voice? Pretty well, yeah. Wow, that's like, interesting. Like it's, I've found it really hard to, um, to sing differently. And like, like I could sing like really high soprano stuff and like, yeah. sure, that sounds feminine yeah. because it's a high soprano, but I mean like singing normally, no, yeah, like it's, it's, it's okay. really, really hard. And that's, that's something that I'm actively working on, which is why I haven't released a lot of stuff recently. Right. So, um, yeah. see, it's weird because I... Because for so long, passing was important to me. And I, I mean, as a kid, I was, I used to watch Bewitched. And, and I hadn't thought about this in 
literally decades, that as a kid, eight, ten years old, I used to think it would be cool if I could crinkle, can't crinkle my nose, <laughs> but if I could crinkle my nose and and I could be a girl and then change back. <laughs> so no one would ever know, you know? And and that so much of of the cross dressing I did and sort of the stuff I did over the decades, again, was about passing and it was about being perceived as female not i didn't want to be transgender like screw that i just want to I want to jump the fence i want to be <laughs> on the other side you know and as i've been older i realized that that's i don't have the experience of being a woman uh i don't and i'm learning i'm learning i mean it's why i joke that i'm a teenage Teenager, girl yeah. trapped in a it's a thing that we all time. go through you know, as and, as a trans person, you're always going through that that sort of teenage phase where like, let's try wearing this. Let's see if yes. this works out. Nope, I look like an idiot. Okay, yeah. And you learn where you where you sit. But you see, now this is what my therapist says: is that enjoy that, like enjoy trying on clothes and going nope, because that's what women do is they they do all these different things of trying these clothes on and going yeah, not gonna work. That's uh, not today. You know, and it's fun. That's the thing of all this different stuff is fun. And so it, it's why now to accept myself, I have to accept myself, me, accept myself as transgendered. It's the only way I can, I can navigate this. Because if my end game is to pass... I feel like, for me, it's about a destination as opposed to the journey. And I'm enjoying my life so much now. And I am enjoy being me and going to South Moon Under and, you know, and trying to find a pair of flats. Like, my kingdom for a pair of flats. I just can't seem to find one that I like that fits. And Because um, I've done damage to my feet from wearing heels that were too small over too many decades. Hmm. Um, and uh, so now I'm trying not to get hung up on passing. I'm trying to get hung up on just being who I am and enjoying it. And, and so again, that's why there's so much authenticity is so important to me as I go through this journey. And so again, my void. There are certain things that I'm just sort of struggling with. That I'm trying to figure out what is authentic, what is inauthentic, and as as someone tries to piece together their their <laughs> headphones, uh, and and that voice has been something that I've so struggled with. And so I guess for you, it sounds as if your singing voice is that sort of piece. And is there? Is there an end game to it? Like, is there a point of doing voice lessons, doing all the stuff that you can create a feminine singing voice? Or at some point, is it your voice, right? And it's you. It's who you are. And it's not, you don't have to change it because that's who you are. Yeah, I've wrestled with that. Um, I asked a really long question. (laughs) (laughs) So it was five minutes of a question, which I'm going to answer with 30 seconds of an answer. I've done 40-minute questions. Oh, my god! I've done that. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's that's something that I've definitely wrestled with. And, um, like, I... It's, it's, 
it's tough because there's there's a lot of things that go into it. It's I, I've recorded stuff in my new voice, new voice, and um, you know other people like it and say it's fine, and like people think it's interesting when I sing now because they're like, yeah, you sound like you before, but you just don't have like that low end, the resonance basically, and I'm like, all right, is that is that it? Is that all I can do? Um, can I make it better where I like it more? And it's, it's not just, it's not just even sounding female. That's the thing with the singing voice. It's actually singing well, because it's hard to sing well the way that my voice is now. And I mean, I don't know how much of it is just me losing my voice and how much of it is, is me, how I use my voice now. But like, even, even before I transitioned, I started speaking like this full time. I was starting to kind of lose my voice. Um, it was starting to go and like start cracking up basically and it might just be a thing about getting older you know your voice sort oh, yeah, of lets so go old. and changes and you know you're whatever so <laughs> but you know it's I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure how much of it is just you know natural or how much of it is because of you know the way that i speak now or the way the vocal exercises i've done and stuff um so i've kind of just given it a break huh. as it is so um I, I know we've been going on for a while yeah. uh, a long while mm -hmm. so i think we're probably gonna need to edit this down uh but uh i was wondering if i guess to wrap this if we can go back to great to be different mm -hmm. and if you can share the story of of how that song came to be right that was a thing 20 minutes ago <laughs> uh yeah so i'm just gonna move some things here real quick uh great to be different started um Stalker, you're going to need to help me here. What was it? BronyCon 2012, I think? Um, Just I, say yes. I, I yes. wasn't in the fandom yet. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Yes, it was. All right, great. So, <laughs> But uh, shockingly, still stalking you. Yeah. Still stalking you. A TARDIS, you know. Um, but I believe it was BronyCon 2012. Uh, it was the first convention I'd ever gone to in my life. And... Um, it's for those that aren't aware it's it's the biggest brony convention that happens every year this one was happening in secaucus new jersey and um yeah it's just basically you you get a really large area and you fill it full of weirdos that like ponies um in a good and, way weirdos in a good way. in a good way yeah yeah and um you know lots of artwork and stuff like that and uh they they hold concerts at night um from bernie musicians that sing songs about you know ponies and stuff which all sounds really weird to people who aren't part of the fandom and you know don't think about that kind of stuff um it's not nearly as weird as you think and it's a lot more fun than you think but um i was um uh auctioning off artwork um in the artist alley i had some paintings that i was that i was selling and at one point I came back to my table and there was a little letter sitting by it. And I had seen these around the convention a little bit. They're just little letters with sealed with hearts. And um, we presumed that it was, you know, somebody, some derpy cosplayer doing it. And Derpy's a character in, in My Little Pony um, who's a mail mare and, you know, delivers the mail. So uh, Derpy was delivering mail to people at the convention. And I picked it up opened up the envelope, looked inside, and there was a little letter that just said, it's great to be different. Love, Derpy. And I was like, wow. It kind of struck me a little bit. So I had to sit down behind my table and I like stared at the thing and contemplated existence for a while. And, uh, and then I, you know, put it back in the envelope, folded it up, 
put it in my little bag and didn't think about it for the rest of the convention. And um, after I had gotten home, I was unpacking all my stuff and I found the letter again. And I was like, wow, this this is really touching me. Like, it's just it's such a simple message that I feel like, like I should maybe write about it. So that night, wrote an entire song, which is strange for me because I'm not a terribly creative person. I'm good at producing things. I'm good at taking existing things and making them better or changing them or whatever. But I'm not good at creating. And I wound up writing the entire song that night. I edited it the next day. And then I took a month to create the actual music for it because that was the hardest part. I had these words and I was like, okay, I need something, something musically that's going to live up to these words somehow. And, uh, you know, I had to get the help of a couple of my friends and I had a friend who goes by Turquoise Splash do the guitar for it. And, um, uh, I have another friend who goes by Cyril the Wolf who helped me with producing it. And, um, so after a month, I had the song, but all during that time, I was telling the story about this letter and how it inspired me writing the song. Um, so any like podcast I was on or show or whatever, or any interview that I did, I always said, you know, there was some girl doing this derpy cosplay and I, I want, I would love to meet her, um, whoever was writing these letters. And, um, so I released the song and I left a note with the song too on YouTube that says, Hey, I'd love to meet the girl that wrote the letter. Somebody contacts me the next day. Oddly enough, somebody that lives here and um, knew the girl. And uh, they said, hey, I know the girl that wrote the letter. Would you like to meet her? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Give her my contact information. Here I'll, here it is. And um, so she got home that night. And um, her experience was she said, she saw, oh, there's some weird new person on my Skype that sent me a message or whatever. And then there's her friend Zeta. And uh, Zeta's like, you have to check this out. And dropped her a link. And she, she opened the link and she's like, oh, neat. And she's like, wait a minute. That's, that's my letter. <laughs> and then she added me as a friend. She's like, oh my God, you're the musician that wrote the thing that was about my letter. <clears throat> and um, so we started talking and we met up at the next convention that I was going to perform at which oddly was the convention that I couldn't perform at because of the visa problems um, when I got schooled by the border patrol. And um, we kind of hit it off right away at that, at that convention. And, you know, we, we got together at that point and she drove up to Canada for me. And <clears throat> um, like I said, we just, we hit it off immediately. And I um, wound up proposing to her at the, the BronyCon next year, which was 2013. <laughs> And uh, we've been together ever since. And I'm marrying her next month. So Really? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's how long the, the border stuff takes to get married. <laughs> Two so, years. So is that going to be your song? My song for the wedding? Yeah. Sort of. Actually, I have a friend who uh, is really good at doing piano covers, who's doing a really nice piano cover of it. And we're going to walk down the aisle to Great to be Different. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, happy endings. Uh, so I think we've probably gone on long enough, uh, and uh, let's move to uh, to the wrap. Let me thank you, uh, uh, Forrest. Forrest Rain. <laughs> I'm trying very hard because I've I think I've been pretty good. I don't think I've screwed no, it no, up. No, you've been really good. I've only yeah. screwed up, but uh, on purpose, yeah. I guess. 
so uh, thank you so much for being our first guest. Thank you for, for uh, living here for part of the day. <laughs> thank you uh, for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> so we, um, as we sort of said, the, the, we sort of have a little bit of a following in the UK. So um, is there, do you want to plug any of any website you got? I, there's a ton of stuff we didn't get to, and hopefully we'll have you on again to cover the, because again, we could have gone six hours, obviously, <laughs> from this. Uh, we didn't get to the killer cows, which I'm a little depressed by. Uh, but I, I, anything you'd like to, websites or, or uh, YouTube um, channels or, or things like that that you'd like to share with the UK audience who would like to hear uh, Great to be Different or, sure, yeah. or things like that? Um. Well, for anybody listening in the UK, if you guys are interested in the Brony fandom, for sure, go check it out. Um, go watch a few episodes, go to Equestria Daily, whatever. Um, know that Buck is a convention that happens near you guys. B-U-C-K. Uh, BronyCon UK. Well, and basically. also, I don't know if it's on Netflix UK, but the Brony, uh, a documentary, Brony documentary yeah. uh, is also has a bunch of stuff that takes place in the UK. Uh, fascinating. So anyone actually, if I think it has been on Netflix. It's been on it for a while at least. So yeah. I would check Netflix yeah. and watch the Brony documentary. It's utterly fascinating. It's so well done. And it sort of speaks to something I think that we just kind of touched upon. Touched on, yeah. So, um, so far as my own stuff, yeah, uh, you can check me out. Uh, most of the time, if you're searching Google for Forest Rain Media, you'll find my stuff. Um, on YouTube, it's Put Trust in Fate. Um, but really, search Forest Rain music for strain brony you'll find it um yeah i'm on you know facebook um twitter and and uh youtube so so is there a site out. that if people want to purchase your yep. music so that you can for uh, make money out of the thing for purchases if you guys want to throw money at my face you can go to forestrainmedia.com and uh, you'll find me there um that basically is a direct link to my band camp so um, also, if you guys are interested in stories similar to Great to be Different or the way that Great to be Different has touched people um, in their own lives, you can check out uh, greattobedifferent.com, and there's a bunch of stories there. Sadly, it hasn't been updated very much because I'm a terrible person. Well, and you've been <laughs> moving tried... countries. I've been I think moving you countries. Can cut a little bit of it's slack. really hard. It's you know, there's a lot of incantation to be able to lift a whole country, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I'm just trying to like match your smart ass comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good luck with that. Trying really hard here. Good luck with that. But uh, so um so uh, will you be plugging us? Uh, yeah. On any no, your... for sure. Um, if the if we have any pictures or anything like that, I'll throw them up and I'll also link directly to uh to your guys's uh, podcast once it's up. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Hopefully, so, a little bit of traffic. So we had um we decided again as a first guest. You know, we were trying to figure out what we want to do with our guests. And so we thought maybe it'd be fun for you to say a few things for us. And it's nothing rude. It's just sort of a, like doing a promo for us. I have no idea where we would actually play a promo. Um, but you know, so anyway, we thought we'd do it. So, uh, I, she has not seen these and I'm just handing these to her. It's going to uh, be a cold read. <laughs> so it's going to be a completely cold read. So this is rainforest. I mean, forest rain. And you're listening to, so there's that the podcast. Sometimes you write stuff and you know it's gonna it's just it's gonna be really good and then you sort of get to it and it and loses, it's not loses the uh, <laughs> loses the yeah yeah so anyway uh, <laughs> again this is our first guest we're just we're, you, you we're need more movie stuff. announcer lines here this is rain forest rain and you are listening to so there's that the podcast <laughs> that was good yeah that was good. I thought that was pretty that good. was that was great. 
so uh, anyway, check out the our blog at adventuresintransgendering.com. Uh, our Facebook link is there. Uh, please, if people uh, enjoy the podcast, go to the website, click the like button for Facebook. It would be great to get more fans. Uh, we're going to try to update more stuff. If we take photos from this, we will we, we can pop it up on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, and go from there. Uh, as I always say, thanks to the listeners. Uh, this has been crazy. We thought we'd have 10 people listening to us and it would just be friends of ours and then they would stop listening after being polite and uh but that is not happened uh people seem to be uh seem to be enjoying this far and wide uh again go to itunes leave comments drop us notes or comments or questions uh dig at typingmonkeys.com. i think we've only said this like three or four times which is probably a new record so, Dante, uh, with that, you're going to play us out. Yeah, this is Return to Mount Understatement by Greg Hoffman. <laughs>